This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today we are going to be continuing our conversation about how we present ourselves out in the world to each other, how we interact with people, kind of picking up where we left off last time. Last time, if you remember, we talked about how we dress. We talked about our own personal dress codes that we self-adhere to. And so I think the next part of that conversation moving forward is just interacting with people out in the world, interacting with perhaps your family, um, meeting new people, talking to people at stores, people that, you know, people you have to talk to, not necessarily that you want to talk to. And, you know, I think that part of those interactions is the mindset that you bring, you know, thinking about not only how am I interacting with these people, what is the takeaway from this going to be both on their side or on my side, but also presenting yourself with the proper authority isn't necessarily the right word, but the proper, um, for lack of a better word, again, I'm going to say authority um, in those situations. You know, if you if you are at the store and you're looking for this specific item and you ask the store person, hey, where can I find this item? Where can I find, you know, the two by fours? And the store person's like, oh, they're up there back in this aisle over here. And, and you know, depending on how you ask them or, or their response back could dictate how that conversation went. And half of that you can control and the other half of it you cannot control just because it's on them. And so I guess dealing with people and how they interact with you would be part of this talk that we'll go through today. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, and, and obviously for us as we are interacting with people, the mindset that we want to have is you want to always treat people the best that you can, despite what you think or believe about them based on how they look or how they dress. Although we talked about last time, you should not do that. But despite what you think about them, always treat them with the utmost respect. And coming into the conversation with them, that interaction with them, think about, you know, perhaps your intent behind what you're talking about. And so one one tool that I've kind of picked up and, and implement, although perhaps not as always like I should, what I like to do is have a intention behind my interactions with people, whether that be a meeting, whether that be, you know, I'm calling my mom on the phone or, you know, I'm sitting down talking with my kids, whatever it is, I want to have a clear intention um, of why I'm talking with them. You know, what perhaps are the takeaways that I want and what are the takeaways that I want them to have from this interaction? Like have a have a purpose behind what's going on. Don't go into a meeting or, or whatever it is, half-hearted or, or, you know, not necessarily knowing what you want to take away or what you would like them to take away. So have clarity on that situation. Have an intention. I want this or this or that. Okay, these are the ideas 
that I am going into this with. And then as you're there, try to build those things ha- and, and, and make those things happen. Do you have anything that you um, do like that? Or is that, is that new? Is that a different idea for you? I, I don't, I, I'm not going into a conversation with intention. No, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Well, I also feel like that's, that's, um, obviously you can't control all conversations and you can't have intention for every single conversation. But then when you say that now, it just makes me seem, feel like, you know, there's a, a motive, which always makes me think of a bad motive when you go into a conversation, you know? Like you said, you want a specific outcome and whatnot. I'm not saying that's bad, but I guess I don't go into it expecting one thing and trying to to get that one thing out of the conversation. I admit, I'm, that's maybe not what you mean, but when you say that, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to sit down with my kids and this is what I want to happen, which I, you can't control. You can't uh, make that happen, but you probably don't mean it that way. You just mean this is the goal of the conversation. But then even then, I'm just like, can you not just have a conversation? There have to be a goal or an outcome of every conversation. Well, yeah, and, and that's a, that's a fair point. I, I guess I'm not trying to. Um, that's I have not thought about it like that before. Have to have a a motive like a. Well, do you do you feel like your intention is that? Do you walk into a conversation with me and say, "Hey, here's what I want to get done, and here's what I want to get him to to understand or to learn or to know from me." Yes, always. I want to bend you to my no. That's <laughs> no. That's that's not it. Um, I, I guess maybe maybe that's a, a a bad way of explaining it. Maybe I'm more so going in with and and you said intention, yeah. But I heard motive, yeah. I, so I'm not saying that you you have an ulterior motive in talking to anybody, but that's what I heard you say. I guess what I'm saying perhaps is. Um, as you're talking to people or before you talk to people to have an intention, have, have a, have a mindset that you're going into it with, as opposed to, you know, everybody's time is valuable. And sometimes if you just are, you know, off the whim talking to somebody, have a, have a, a lunch conversation with somebody, you know, it could go all kinds of different ways but maybe have like a game plan of, you know, this is kind of what I would like to talk about. Or, you know, perhaps last time I met with this person, it didn't go so well. So my intention this time is to have some positive feedback or some positive um, thoughts or emotions as I'm talking with this person, as opposed to, you know, hey, when I sit down with this person, I have I have this business pitch that I want to, you know, give them and they don't know about, I'm going to sideline them with it and I'm going to get them to say yes, because no, that's not necessarily, you know, I think that would be motive as opposed to intention is I want to have positive intention for this, or my, my intention for this is to bring awareness to, to you know, to whatever it is. Um, and, and maybe, maybe this is more suited to, if you're if you're going to sit down with like the boss or you have a business meeting would be more of a intention but i i, I like to have an intention as I, as i you know go through those those things if no matter what i'm talking about and i you know for you specifically if i'm if i if i like today as we're sitting down for this my intention is to to have the record the podcast and you know to talk about the things that we're going to talk about 
um, not necessarily to try to change your mind or to get you to believe something that you don't believe or, 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 you know, something to that effect, but rather just to have a, I don't know, maybe, maybe a, a loose game plan as opposed to intention or motive. Does that, does that seem different? I, I'm not, I don't want to think, you know, I have a motive for every time I talk to my mom, every time I call her on the phone. Hey mom, how's it going? Good. Oh, okay. How's dad doing? Okay, good. All right, thanks. Goodbye. That's uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, you said intention, and I don't. I don't want to push back on that and tell you that you're wrong. But I, I kind of want to flesh out more of what you mean. And even then, you said something. You said, uh, you know, everyone's time is valuable. So maybe just having the the the, the intention to not waste their time by knowing what you're going to talk about or having things to say. Rather than coming along and being like, oh, hey, how's the weather? How's your day? Yeah. Did you did you catch that sports event that happened last night? Yeah. You know, no, and, oh, and me neither. Okay. Some people love that. Some people get so much joy and fulfillment and they can't get enough small talk. They really enjoy that. And, you know, great. But I guess what I'm hearing you say is that when you have a conversation with someone, you want to respect them enough by valuing their time to not feel like or quote unquote waste it. So you want to have a point, an intention to why you're talking to someone. And I think that doesn't have to be confined to business meetings or sit downs with the boss, but you know, you call your mom, your intention there is probably to catch up with her and see how she's doing. Or if you have a question to ask a specific question, that doesn't mean you can't spend a few minutes small talk. Hey mom, how's your week? Uh, what'd you do this week? Do you have any plans for the weekend? I would consider that small talk, but all of it is done with the intention of catching up with her and reconnecting with her and spending time talking to her. So I guess that's not necessarily a bad thing. I wouldn't consider that motive. Motive, I think, like I mentioned earlier, is, is going into a conversation, trying to either change someone's mind or get something from them, uh, which sometimes is appropriate, but I don't think... You run to someone in the superstore and it's like, hey, let me convince you of X, Y, or Z. That doesn't mean you can't have intention in those conversations at the superstore, but I think those need to be premeditated. You know, you, you, you park your car outside of the Walmart and then you think, well, I'm not going to shop at Walmart, but you park your car outside of the, the, the grocery store and you think, okay, if I see someone in here, my goal or my intention is to have a polite pleasant interaction that doesn't turn into a 20 minute conversation that we can both be on our ways and, you know, use our time at the store efficiently and go home. I think that's a form of intention. And I think that would be perhaps a better way of explaining my intention on setting intentions for interactions with people. That would be uh, right in line with what I do. Not, not again, not try. I mean, sometimes, when the situation calls for it, I'm trying to change people's ideas or opinions, but frequently it's just, you know, positive or, or motivational, or I want to help this person in X, Y, Z or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And I'm not the type of person, I'm not a, a artist of small talk, a small talk. I'm not good at small talk. I, I would say very much at all. And so if I'm, 
interacting with people who I'm very quickly getting to the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about and then move on because I don't, I don't do small talk very well. And perhaps that's something I, I, it's definitely something I should do or could do better, but I don't know if it's something I should do better per se, because I think that sometimes it is perhaps refreshing to not have to go through the, you know, the game of small talk just to get to what the important stuff is. And sometimes just skip over that and go right to the important stuff. That's kind of nice, at least for me. And that brings up another good topic too. I mean, like I said, sometimes people, some people love that small talk. Sometimes it's, it's not necessary, but like you just said, it's part of the game. Sometimes you have to have that small talk to play the game with someone because your intention is to be polite or your intention is to be positive. Whether that's not you want, whether whether or not that's what you want to do, that's part of your intention, and that's the game you play. Is here's how I'm going to be polite to this person. I'm going to have this small talk because it seems like they want that, or it seems like they're enjoying the small talk. Uh, so it's, you might have to have that small talk, um, even though it's not something you want to do. I think that's you know um, we're talking about presenting ourselves to other people. We'll go back to your example in the hardware store. You ask the store worker, hey, where's the the two-by-fours? They say, oh, you know, over here, blah, blah, whatever. The way you go about that, I think, is important, too, because you don't walk up to the person and say, hey, stop what you're doing right now. Tell me where the two-by-fours are. And then they say, oh, it's over there. And then you walk away. You know, you go up and say, hey, excuse me, if you have a second, could you tell me where the two-by-fours are? And they say, oh, yeah, it's down on aisle 3, 9, section A, floor 32, whatever. They say, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And then you, you, you go out of your way, you know, and just a few small changes with how you presented yourself to that person with the intention of finding out where the two by fours were and being pleasant changed that whole interaction. So when you present yourself to that person in the hardware store, you're not being demanding. You're not being dismissive. You're respecting their time as an employee. You know, hey, excuse me, if you have a moment, could you help me? Not, hey, tell me where it is right now. You need to tell me where it is because you're the one that works here and I'm the customer and you, you, you have to show me where this, this two by four is. I mean, that might be a fact that still remains. It is their job to tell you where that is. It doesn't mean you can treat them like crap because of it. So you go in there, you're polite with the intention of finding out where the two by four is and being polite. And uh, they show you where it is and you thank them for their time and you're pleasant about it and you move on. Now, some of that you might consider small talk. But also, I think most of that was necessary with the intention of being a positive and polite person to make the interaction worth it. And that's one of the ways that we want to present ourselves to other people is uh, polite and respectful. But then also you don't have any of that unnecessary extra stuff that uh, you don't need. Because while, while you are polite and you're, you're being a positive person, you also – part of that is being efficient not wasting someone's time and not doing more than you need to do. Uh, it's just getting in, getting out, being nice about it, and then moving on um, is part of how you present yourself in that specific situation. Yeah, and you know, I, I guess I, I talked about the game of, of interacting with people and you kind of continued on that. So to continue further on that, the part of the game of interacting with people is, let's see, it would be kind of mirroring their tonality, their kind of gestures a little bit. Um, and, and maybe this would be not so much as like, 
I'm talking to the person at the store to try to find where the two by fours are. This would be more like, hey, I'm, I'm meeting somebody for the first time or you're interacting with an old friend, but to kind of mirror their movements. So like if they're moving their hands a little bit, you move your hands a little bit to kind of, if they're talking kind of loud and maybe be a little bit loud, maybe the situation calls for that. If they're talking kind of talking kind of quiet, maybe they're going to tell you something, you know, secretive. So you, you kind of lower your voice to, to match that. And I think that part of that, that mirroring, what I'm going to refer to as mirroring is part of the game. And really that would be something I think would be beneficial to establish a relationship with somebody or to further a relationship with somebody. As long as you're not like kind of breaking your own rules, quote unquote, you know, going outside of what you, you think you should or should do to conform to their personality. That's not what I'm saying. I just, does it, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. I think, Again, it goes back to your intention. So we'll take this situation. You're meeting a new person for the first time. I would think that your intention in that interaction is to make them comfortable, to make them feel like you are actually interested in who they are, and to make them walk away or to, to you know, they're able to walk away from an interaction feeling good about meeting you for the first time. I'm not saying they have to like you. I'm not saying they have to become your best friend within those first few seconds, but you want them to leave the interaction with a positive feeling. Would you, would you agree that's a good intention? Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, if, if they like football and you absolutely despise football to say, oh, yeah, I love football. That's, uh, don't lie about it. I mean, try to try to, I think, relatively quickly find some common ground and then build on that. And perhaps part of that is establishing kind of that connectedness by mirroring or matching their tonality, their their kind of exciting excitedness, their voice inflection, their perhaps their body movement, depending on on what the situation calls for. Um, I think all of those things kind of put together lead to a quick establishment of a of a friendship on a, on a I think personal level. Yeah, and you, you know we're talking about presenting ourselves, and we're talking about the larger conversation of <clears throat> who we are and things that are important to us. And like you said, don't lie about it, because I would think or hope that you want to be an honest person. So you don't have to lie and be like, "Oh yeah, I love football." But I guess what my point is in that situation, you can ask questions about football, like, "Oh hey, what are you into?" And they say, "Oh, I'm into football." You don't even have to say, oh, yeah, I don't like football. You just be like, oh, what's your favorite team? Did you play it when you were in school? Uh, are you going to any games here and there? I mean, I, if they ask if I like football, I'll just tell them, no, I don't like football. It doesn't mean you can't have a conversation about something that they are interested in. And it kind of goes, you know, we're talking about cutting out the excess conversation. I don't think in that situation that's an excess conversation. You're you're going into the conversation with the intention of having a good interaction and, and starting off on a good foot with this person. So talking about things they care about, I don't think is extra. I think it's part of what you're trying to do. And that gets to my next point too, is, you know, maybe have some questions already, I don't want to say pre-programmed, but ready to go. You know, I know that when I meet a new person, here's a few questions I can ask to make them comfortable, to get them know them better or to, you know, further or make our our interaction more positive when I'm first meeting them. And for some people, you'll have to play that part in the game of, you know, the one who's asking questions, the one who's trying to find out more. 
with other people, you don't have to play that part of the game because they're taking that role and you're the one answering the questions or interacting with them and, you know, letting them kind of lead the conversation. But going into it, being prepared for that, then you won't be caught off guard when you're like, oh, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. Oh, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. And then you both are just standing there awkwardly staring at each other because neither one of you is prepared or ready for that type of situation. And again, doesn't mean you always have to be the person that's taking the, the lead, but you're prepared to take the lead if you need to, but you're also prepared to follow their lead if you need to. But all that goes again into presenting yourself as being someone who is comfortable to be around, comfortable to have a conversation with, and actually cares about the people that you're talking with or people that you're meeting for the first time. And I think that's an important part of, of how we want to carry ourselves is being genuine and letting people or, or you know, be, being someone that people feel comfortable around. And again, creating that positive interaction with the intention of being polite and kind with uh, how we're going about that. So I think it is part of the game and knowing how to play both sides or both aspects of that game is vitally important for creating or presenting yourself in that good or that polite way, creating that positive interaction. Yeah, and you know, you said comforting, and I think uh, a connecting word to comforting is confidence. I didn't actually mean for those to all be C words, but um, is confidence. And so when you are talking or presenting something or, or, or interacting with somebody, be confident. And part of that is you have to kind of know the things you're talking about at some sort of reasonable level. But on top of that, I think even before you talk to somebody, you can have confidence just in your body language. And part of that is standing up straight, you know, perhaps put the phone in your pocket or even the car or something so you can actually have a conversation with people and not be stuck in your phone the whole time and not actually looking at them. I think that part of it is part of the confidence perhaps even stems from what we talked about last time, which is the way you dress. And we talked about that, you know, depending on how you dress can have you feel different ways. I think, you know, dressing in such a way that makes you feel confident and then as you're going out to interact with people, be confident in those interactions, you know, and it is difficult to perhaps if you're in a situation where you have to ask for a business, whatever, I've asked for a raise or ask for a, you know, this business presentation or something like that. And you, you may feel, <clears throat> you may feel nervous or shy or whatever, but just be confident in those situations so that the things that you know that you know can shine through. And if you present something or talk about something, I keep saying present as if you're in front of people talking, but if you're just talking to one person and you talk to them in such a way that you are continually questioning everything that you say, that person may not feel so comfortable in that situation because they have to continually reassure you or they have to you know, kind of think, okay, well, I don't know that this person actually knows what they're talking about. So I'm going to kind of be done with them and move to the next person because they're, you know, they're, they're expecting you to be confident. And if it's something you know about, be confident about it. If it isn't, like if I just say, you know, Hey, I'm not quite sure if this is true, but this is what I heard, or this is what I believe. And if that's what you believe, that's what you believe. Be, be confident about it. Don't, don't 
question or, 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 you know, lack the confidence in, in your interactions with people. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier, being authentic and not lying. Confidence is not arrogance or Confi- cockiness or cockiness. Confidence is not, um, superiority. Confidence is not domination. You're not walking into that room trying to be the best person in that room and no one can tell you that you're wrong and you know all the answers and you're better than every single person. That's not confidence. That's arrogance. And that's, that's, uh, you know, that's not the kind of person we want to be. Being confident is, you know, being sure of who you are and what you, how you present yourself and what you do know. And like you said, if you don't know something, then say, be confident that you don't know it. Don't say, um, yeah, I've heard that before. You've never heard of it before. Say, no, I've never heard of that. Could you tell me more? Which that simple question at the end there feeds into the way you present yourself and caring about what someone says. Plus, you're going to learn something. You're going to make yourself better. And being knowledgeable is important. You know, know, know what you don't know, but then know the things that you do know and be confident about your knowledge and uh, be confident about the way you carry yourself. We talked about you can say something. Well, yeah, I was going to say, so there, there's another piece to that that I recently learned. So there's, you know what you know, you know what you don't know, but you don't know what you don't know. Like there's, there's three parts that you draw like a circle. There's this circle of things I know. There's these things on the outside of the circle that I know that I don't know. Then there's a larger circle that most people miss is these are the things that I don't know that I don't know. Right. I just, and yeah. that, that can be concerning or that can be scary but i think like we're talking about being confident in that and knowing like hey you're not going to know everything even the things you think you don't know there's things you don't know that you don't know like you're not the the, the most important person in the room you're not going to be the smartest person in the room there's always something you can learn from other people and you can take things away from those interactions and like i was just saying you know you go into a conversation and someone says something and you say oh i don't know what that is can you tell me more boom you just gain more knowledge and you present yourself in a way that you are caring about what someone has to say and you're polite enough to let them talk about the things they want to say because you're trying to cultivate that positive interaction in the way you present yourself to that person. So don't take this as, as we're saying you have to walk into a room and be the best and the brightest and whatever it is. That's not what we mean by confidence. Like we talked about in our in our last episode about how you dress. You're wearing those clothes so that you feel more confident, so that you can be the better version of yourself that you want to be. You're not wearing those clothes to walk in the room and say, oh yeah, I'm the best dressed person in this room. I'm so much better than all these people. You don't do it for them. You're doing it for yourself. So same same thing here. You walk into that room being confident in who you are and what you know and the things that you care about and knowing that you're someone that can have positive interactions with someone, knowing you have the intention of, of being polite and co- creating a good environment wherever you are. And let that be your confidence when you go into there and have those conversations and do these things. But don't be overconfident. Don't be arrogant. Uh, have the humility to say, hey, I'm not the most interesting person here. I'm not the smartest person here. I'm not the funniest person here. I don't know certain things. But I'm going to do what I can and use the things I do know and the things I, 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 I do have available to me to make this the best interaction I can with the intention of, bettering myself and bettering these other people through our conversation. Um, so that's another part of it too. I think in presenting ourselves, we want to present ourselves as knowledgeable, but because we are authentic and not lying, we want to actually be knowledgeable. We're not just walking in pretending to know things. We know things, but we also know what we don't know 
and we know that we don't know what we don't know. And there's so much more to that too. And just being knowledgeable when you present yourself, um, to other people. So I think it's another key part of that too, is the, you know, being knowledgeable, presenting yourself and knowledgeable, but also being humble enough to say, Hey, I don't know this. And then beyond that, displaying your, your interest in knowledge and saying, Hey, can you teach me about this? Or can, where can I learn more about this? Can I know about this now? And letting someone else, you know, potentially educate you or just share their passion about a certain thing with you. And sometimes depending on who you're talking to, it's worth the perceived, um, hit, I guess. Maybe you do know something, but you can tell that someone really cares about it. And so they say, hey, do you know about this? What is the skin off your back to say, no, I don't actually know about that. Can you tell me about it? Knowing that they're going to take immense joy or pleasure or it's going to boost your interaction to let them, you know, talk about that and just see them really passionate about something they care about. Yeah, sure, you read about that two weeks ago, but you don't have to be like, oh, yeah, I know all about that. And, you know, kind of crush them or bring them to a lower level because you have to be that know-it-all. Sure, you're not presenting yourself as the smartest person in the room in that scenario, but that's not that shouldn't be important to you. Why do you have to be the most important person in the room? Why can't you let someone else talk about it and let them have a good inter- interaction with you? And the only thing that, it, that takes away from you is that, hey, I told them I didn't know about X, Y, or Z. But that's okay because... It's not important to me to be presented as the smartest person ever. It's important to me to be presented as someone who cares about someone and someone that wants you to have a a good time when I'm around you. So, I mean, that's just another part of the game. Sometimes you might have to appear to not know something with the with the intention of giving someone else the advantage and, and letting them enjoy that interaction more, if that makes sense. And that's so so nuanced. But again, it's, it ties into the idea of the game. Sometimes you have to play the part in the game to progress or to further or to, you know, to get further along in the game. Yeah. You know, as you're, as you're talking about that, I would say if I was in that situation, perhaps the way that I would phrase that was, I know a little bit about it, but can, can you tell me, can you explain to me how, you know, how you know it and you know, what does that do for you and what does that do for them? Right. So for me, I think, and and you touched on this earlier, I wanted that I want to double back to, um, is in those situations if you if you ask them to kind of explain it to you or I you know I, I don't quite know this very well teach this to me or share me share this with me what that does is that gets them as as long as they play along with it that gets them to buy in to you and then that gives them a connection with you, but also gets them to be at least on some level invested in you because they, they shared this thing with you or they taught this thing to you. And then that's, you know, if you're in a business environment and perhaps you want to have a better connection with those people that are above you, your bosses or the boss's bosses or something like that. Although you maybe be careful with the boss's bosses because you don't want to go over your own boss, but you, you, have them kind of explain something to you, get them to invest in you via knowledge, via talking and, 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 and building that relationship that way. That means that if or when that boss gets asked, hey, do you have anybody on your team that is ready for extra? Yeah, you know what? I do have this guy and he knows about all of this stuff because I taught it to him. You know, they're invested in you because they 
shared this information with you all because you asked them about it. Yeah, but I guess my question is more why, like I said, let's say you know about something. You know how to make a photocopy. But your boss, and it's a dumb example, but you know how to make a photocopy on a printer, which I don't know if people do that much anymore. You know how to scan a document on a printer. How about that? And your boss comes up to you and says, hey, do you know how to use this? Let me show you. Rather than saying, no, I don't know. Can you show me? Even though you do know, which it's a tricky situation because then it seems like you're lying. Because, I mean, you are because you know how to do it. Well, I would say that, that there's two situations there. Okay. There's a situation where you for whatever reason, um, need or want that boss to see value in you. And so you do it. Yeah, I do know. You can watch and see if I'm doing it right. Boom, you do it. And that would be the situation where you want that boss to be like, oh, yeah, this person squared away. They got it. And then you there would be another situation where perhaps you – want maybe it's you're new or, or 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 you know the the very the situation could vary so many so many different ways but then the situation would call for you to say yeah you know what i, I don't actually know how to use this machine show me how to you know how you would do it on this okay great yeah and maybe i, I didn't phrase the question correctly i guess i maybe we're getting too many theoretical situations here but in my head like back to my original thing someone knows about something and you can tell they're very enthusiastic and passionate about it. And they really want to tell you about the thing that's going on. But you already know about that thing. And in my example, I tell them, no, I don't know about that. Could you tell me more? And in your example, you say, oh, yeah, I know about that a little bit. But why don't you tell me what you know? And I guess, why do you need to tell them that you already know about it? As opposed to just saying, no, I don't know, just tell me. I don't want to lie. You don't want to lie? Okay. And that's my way of, of, of not lying, of, sure. of not lying, but also getting them to, you know, share that super fun, exciting thing. So why don't them. we split it down the middle and just say, oh, tell me more. Sure. Cause then I'm not saying, no, I don't know. But I'm also not having to say, oh yeah, I know about that, but tell me more anyways. Just sure. Oh, what is that? Tell me more. Right. Right. And, and that's, uh, I don't, I, would that, would you consider that lying? Uh, no, no, perhaps not telling sure. the whole truth, yeah. but, <laughs> but do you see the intention behind why yes. I would do that? Mm-hmm. Because I know that it's going to bring them joy and pleasure to tell me about X, Y, or Z thing. I suppose I do that with my kids. Um, you know, my kids come home and Hey, I, I learned this thing in school. Oh man, I don't know. Can you teach me? Tell me about it. And that's less of me. It's not less of me getting to know that situation, but it's more of me getting them to think through that information so that they, because I, I, being a, uh, a teacher of sorts, I know that a great way to understand something better is to teach it to somebody else. And so that's my, I guess, sneaky way of getting my kids to teach mm-hmm. it to me by saying, no, I, man, I don't know anything about that. Tell me about it. Right. Um, and I think that part of that is, I guess that would be me lying to well, my kids. But again, that's that's the... The nuance of the situation in the game. It's the game you're playing, you know? Sure. Yeah, you know what that you know what two times two is, but you want them to think through it and you want them to be excited about their knowledge. And you want them to be explaining the 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 concept to try to help them understand it better. So in that situation, I don't think it would benefit either of you to say, Oh yeah, I know what two two times two is. Why don't you tell me what it is? Sure. And maybe taking that approach of, hey, what is it? what is two times two? And then having them answer that and then, you know, be excited about being able to answer it, knowing the concept and being able to rehearse it. 
I think is far more beneficial. And I, it, all this goes back to how you present yourself and your intention, like you talked about your intention behind the interactions you're having. So, you know, maybe I, I, it's just, it's tricky. It's that game, you know, we don't want to lie, but at the same time, we don't have to take that position of knowing everything. And sometimes it's more beneficial to not take that position so that we can make the interaction better. So this little rabbit hole, we went down a little bit, but it's just, again, how you present yourself and wanting people to enjoy your company and feel, um, feel better for being around you and have that positive interaction. There's so many ways you can go about it, but I guess it all just boils down to wanting that positive interaction and being polite and not having to be the smartest, funniest, um, you know, most knowledgeable person in the room. Um, that doesn't mean that we might not be, maybe we do know the most about black holes in that, in that situation, but we don't have to let everyone know that we're the black hole expert. If someone has something they want to say, sure. Great. Awesome. Let me hear it. And I don't mean that in a condescending way either. We're not like, Oh, I'm the master of space time, but let me hear what you have to say. Amuse me with your, your thoughts, interactions. Again, it's not that posture of, Hey, I'm the best person in the room. So let them try and do their best. Let them try and, and come close to my expertise or knowledge because you never know what you're going to learn from them. And you're also never going to know what allowing that person to have the floor is going to do for that interaction or do for, you know, the way they feel or their own confidence level. Um, so I think it's important to just leave room for everybody and be humble enough to know that you're not the the best person in, in the room and carry yourself that way, carry yourself with confidence, but also be humble enough to allow room for other people as well, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's so nuanced and there's so many different things and parts to it and we can keep going down hypothetical roads. Um, I think it's a big part of, of how we want to present ourselves to people. Yeah. You know, I think really this whole conversation be, can be summed up in the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. So as you're out interacting with people, think about how you would want to be interacted with in those situations, how you want to be treated in those situations, and then treat those people like that. Give them respect. If you give, more often than not, if you give somebody respect, they're going to return that respect to you. If you give them a smile, they're going to return that smile to you. And vice versa. If you give them a lack of respect, they're going to show you a lack of respect. If you give them you know, a mean-looking face, they're probably going to give you a mean looking face back or attitude or whatever it is. And so you, more often than not, what you put out, you'll receive back. And so if you put out a positive, you know, respectful, confident, comfortable type of attitude, then those are the type of things that are going to get returned back to you. And moreover than that, those will be the type of person that will be more attracted, not you know, attracted, but those would be the type of people that you connect with more because that's the type of attitude that you're putting out into the world. And so those people will be more drawn to you because if somebody is mean, nasty, and ugly, maybe not ugly, but uh, those, that's just the phrase that I, I, I use. Uh, but if somebody's mean or, or, or disrespectful or nasty in their interactions with people and you are the complete opposite of that, you two probably won't get to get along very well. And so, if you present yourself with having a high standard, with confidence, with all those things like we talked about, then you very likely will get to interact with more of those type of people, which will in turn will help you to be more of those type of people and will just further you up the ladder. 
Yeah, and even in those situations where you don't get what you give. So you're nice and they're not nice back. Or you're mean and they're not mean back. You know, let's take the first example. You're nice to them. They weren't nice back to you. Being confident and always carrying yourself in a polite and positive way gives you even more confidence to know, hey, you know, maybe the person's having a bad day. Maybe something happened. You don't have to be defensive and be like, oh, why are you being mean to me? Because you know that you're nice and you don't have to retaliate for that because you're just going to be nice no matter what. And vice versa, if you're mean and someone is nice to you, it might give you that little that little kick in the butt to be like, hey, watch yourself, you know, behave differently. That person didn't deserve your mean, nasty ugliness right now. Get it together and be polite and be nice to that person. Um, so it kind of works both ways, I think, you know. Either you're going to get that niceness back or you're going to get the opposite of niceness back. But then you realize, hey, that's not my problem. You know, I'm presenting myself this way to everybody. So it's not like I did the bad thing. They just, you know, they're in a bad mood today. Okay, don't take it personal or vice versa. You know, you have you are having a bad day. You're mean to someone. And they're nice back to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I should, you know, try to try to square my shoulders, pick my head up and and try to change my attitude right now because I wasn't very nice to the person. It's not how I want to present myself to someone. And it kind of, again, again, it kind of works both ways. So, you know, that golden rule is maybe a good way to sum it up and how you're going to present yourself to other people. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's a good place to stop for today about how to interact and, and, and communicate with other people. And really communication is what we talked about is how to communicate to other people and perhaps you know, again, maybe not the quote unquote best way, but our way of interacting and communicating with other people, whether it be close friends, relatives, or, you know, people that work at the store asking where the two by fours are. Um, I think just having that sort of positive um, attitude and, and coming into it with having the, the golden rule in mind, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I think that is, you know, the tried and true standard that we should live by and hold ourselves up to. Do you have anything else to, to add today, sir? No, sir. Obviously, you know, as most of our conversations go, there's plenty more to be said and plenty more roads to avenues to venture down. But I think this is a good discussion that touches on a much larger point on how we want to interact and present ourselves to other people. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us. I, oh, are you still reading a book right now? Oh, I am. Yeah, I am. I thanks for thanks for reminding me. I forgot all about I th- it. Yeah, I think we'd forgotten. <laughs> I did previously too. Yeah, I am uh, just about done with the forty eight laws of 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 uh, power. I am on forty four out of forty eight. So I, I'm going to do some extra reading today and knock that one down, and then I can move on to the next one. And you know, in in talking about reading, I shared this to you before we we started. I'm going to switch my mindset and the vocabulary that I use when I refer to reading from reading to studying. Because if I come into it with the idea or mindset of reading, I have to, I, you know, I want to read this book and, and sometimes reading is, is perhaps seen as a short term thing. Like, Oh man, you're still reading that same book. And you done with that. But as opposed to reading, I'm going to shift to studying where I'm studying this book. And as I'm studying, I'm highlighting, I'm taking notes and I'm, not doing it to check the box and say that I did it, but I'm doing it because I want to gain the the insight and value and information that is within the pages of the book, what the author wrote down, the, the perhaps intent or mindsets of, that they're setting forth. And so moving forward, I'm going to translate 
reading in my head to studying. And I think that will do a lot for, at least for me myself in thinking about the books that I am studying and deciding to put time and, and energy and effort into. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for reminding me about that. Cause I, I'm nearly done with this one. Again, I'm going to knock it out today, but I forgot about it last time. So I'm excited to get this one uh, finished up and then move on to the next one. I have one, one more and then I kind of have like a big, a, a big book that I'm going to be. A big study. A big study that I'm going to be going into. And so I'm excited for that one. I know, I've had it. It's been on my table for a little while. Um, I'm kind of in my head built up to kind of get ready to, to tackle that. Cause that's, I know is going to be a big project, but I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to get there and, and to share, um, what that is as we approach that. Thanks for joining us until next time. Take initiative.